Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is Dr. Peter Davies. He is a professor at the University of Minnesota. It's great to see you, Peter. Great to be here, Joe. I want to talk with you about antibiotic resistance. I know you spent a lot of your career focused on that subject. But uh, let's, let's start by talking about antibiotic usage, because that's really where it all starts. Um, I know the Food and Drug Administration came out with a big report in December 2018. Um, showing really some dramatic declines, at least in antibiotic volume. Um, and, and I think it was like the medically important antibiotics used in the pork industry were down something like 35%. It was comparable in cattle. Um, I think poultry saw an even bigger decline of around 47%. So those numbers sent a lot of people dancing in the streets, and, and maybe for, for good reason. But is, is volume a good report card? for antibiotic usage? Uh, people generally uh, are in agreement that, that use is what drives selection for resistance and uh, all the prescribing professions have a, have a responsibility to look at how they're using drugs and using them more effectively uh, and uh, more uh, economically from a point of view of uh, use less for the maximum medical uh, benefit. Uh, the, the volume of drugs usually in a, on a weight of antibiotic greedy is the easiest thing to measure. Um, the difficulty is that different drugs have different potencies. So as a, as, a, as a overall measure, you can't really assess the biological impact on a, on a weight basis because it really depends which drugs are uh, uh, in the composition. So we you could technically uh, reduce the volume of drugs by using more potent uh, and more medically important drugs. I think that that's not the the circumstance with the, the, the data that we're seeing in the US because this transition was uh, followed on from the implementation of FDA's regulatory changes and moving a lot of products away from um, over-the-counter availability and bringing them under veterinary oversight. I don't think those two things are, are an accident. I think from a veterinary profession point of view, uh, we have more responsibility uh, uh, particularly for all products in feed and water now, uh, and so we do have more veterinary oversight. So I, I would, uh, well, I'd say yeah, it's not a an exact measure. I think the fact we've seen a reduction, uh, we're in response to the legislation, and we have more veterinary oversight for more of the animal industries now. I think that um, uh, those two things to add up to to probably an increase in more effective use or or more importantly, uh, uh, elimination of, uh, of unnecessary use, which is really the thing that uh, uh, is in no one's interests. And you've mentioned the word responsibility a couple of times. Uh, is reduced use the same as responsible use or vice versa? Yeah, that is, um, uh, and, and a lot of the European countries now are very focused on, on reduction in antibiotic use using a range of metrics. Uh, as an end in itself, and my own view is that uh, uh, reduction in use is, is really an intervention because what we're trying to do is, is uh, reduce any possible impacts uh, on resistance in human health uh, that's associated with use in, uh, in animals, or in our case, in the food supply chain. That, that argument of, of the extent of that uh, impact has been going for a long time and, and we're no closer to any real understanding of it. Uh, I sort of take the view that it's uh, intuitively it's not zero, uh, therefore we should be looking at improving our practices. So in all the professions, including ours, we need to understand what we're doing, um, focus on, on more effective use and, uh, and getting to it that way. 
I st still think we've got a lot to learn in terms of uh, optimizing our antibiotic use. And I think on the animal side, reduction in itself is not uh, a, an endpoint. What we need to be doing is optimizing use, and uh, which on one side means we have the, the human health resistant concerns, but on the other uh, side we have issues related to uh, maintaining animal health. Uh, to uh, animal well-being and also the safety and security of the food supply. So there are, there are uh, even in the best possible circumstances, animals will get sick, just as they do in the wealthiest uh, societies. People still get sick and still need uh, appropriate treatment. That will never stop in the, uh, uh, in the animal industries. And I think it's uh, a responsibility on the veterinary side is to really make that judgment in terms of using antibiotics as, as uh, much as necessary, as, as little as possible, uh, and, and keeping that balance between um, the outcomes on the animal health and production side and the uh, uncertain but possibly uh, at least uh, uh, real impacts on, uh, on human health risk. And you use the uh, expression optimizing use. Is that what that looks like, trying to balance responsible use with the welfare of the animal? That is in my mind what, what I mean by optimization. And I think that uh, um, the drugs are used for a purpose and that purpose is to manage uh, health in the populations of animals that we're raising um, for food. Um, there will uh, certainly, there's, there's things that the industry's been doing for many, many years in improving the conditions of rearing, improving the environment, improving animal flow, using vaccines, all those uh, preventative measures are, are already a very um, um, central part of how the, you know, uh, how the animal industries are managed. Uh, and it's a question of doing those things, but then using uh, antibiotics strategically in order to uh, deal with the periods of greatest risk in the animal's uh, life cycles, which we, which we understand. Uh, and um, you know, managing those uh, uh, real animal health risks as uh, equitably as we can from a point of view of animal health. Yeah, I've um, written things before about uh, how food safety is a very important thing and antibiotic resistance is a very important thing, uh, but the intersection of the two of them is actually relatively small uh, because of the burden, if we've got the burdens of foodborne disease in the United States and the CDC data, uh, it's, it's substantial, but most of those cases don't involve antibiotic treatment at all. Uh, most people don't seek treatment with foodborne disease, so there's a large part of foodborne disease where antibiotic resistance is, is not uh, of concern. On, on the uh, um, other hand, an antimicrobial resistance, if we look at the major pathogens of concern to the medical doctors, most of them aren't foodborne pathogens. Uh, there, there are other organisms that, uh, you know, the staphs, uh, the streptomonias, those sorts of organisms that, uh, that uh, have limited or in some cases no uh, animal reservoir. So, uh, but they do, there is an intersection and it's predominantly in the areas of the major foodborne bacteria, Salmonella, Campylobacter. Uh, and so they're, 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 the, um, they're the pathogens of most concern in terms of, of resistance. And again, with those, those pathogens, uh, you know, the industry's made progress uh, largely by improving 
uh, hygiene levels in the in the slaughter plants. So in the in the U.S., we've had a substantial reduction in Salmonella carcass rates monitored by the FSIS, and we've seen reduction in the incidence of several of the bacterial foodborne diseases. Uh, Salmonella is the one that's uh, continued to be problematic, but in others we've seen Campylobacter and Listeria yersinia. We've seen substantial reductions tied to uh, improved hygiene. So that, that's another way that we can we can um, enhance the food safety. We need to do a lot more basic science in understanding the, the ecology of some of those foodborne pathogens in the gut of the animals, because uh, I think what we've learned is doing uh, simplistic management things uh, uh, haven't yielded uh, answers because the biology is just too complex. First of all, need to, to make sure that our, our profession is, is aware of its uh, legal obligations in, in the way antibiotics are used within, within the country. The industry's done, a, I think, a wonderful job over the last 30 years of educating producers and veterinarians about responsible use so that we used to have problems with uh, uh, antibiotic residues in the, in the uh, animal industries, which have now more or less completely disappeared. The, the resistance argument is a little bit more complex uh, uh, to measure, but I, I think we're, we're moving forward. I, I personally wouldn't advocate for the uh, um, level of um, oversight in terms of monitoring uh, and the cost that that puts on the industry. I think we can, uh, through education programs, uh, we can achieve the goals of more responsible use um, without having uh, necessarily uh, national level uh, regulatory requirements for, uh, for antibiotic measurement. Uh, again, because with the metric side, we still don't really understand how they link to resistance. Yeah, I, I think what success looks like is that we, we continue to have uh, uh, an abundant, affordable supply of, uh, of safe uh, proteins for the, for the consumer market. Uh, I would argue that uh, that uh, we largely are achieving those goals now. That you know the 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 number of uh, um, food safety incidents that have been uh, linked to pork is is relatively uh, low. So I think as an industry we're doing a fairly good job. Uh, I think there is uh, room for improvement in terms of um, optimizing our antibiotic use, uh, and I think we'll continue to move in that direction. And, and, but I think on the, on the pig side, you know, the goal that we'd be reducing, producing pigs with antibiotics is a, is a fairly unrealistic one uh, for the biology of the pig. Pigs are live born at the back of the sow. They have to be weaned, they have to live six months. The, the, the biological risks are very different. So we'll, I think we will see some expansion of niche raised without antibiotic production. But I think in terms of uh, the ability to, to continue to uh, feed the world with its, uh, with its animal uh, uh, protein market, it's, it's hard for me to see that uh, antibiotic-free uh, production will be a substantial component of, of the pig, uh, the, the pork market.